Okay, we're not going. We're not going to do it. Hi, amazing people out there. Thank you guys for tuning in to the He Said What. <laughs> Yo, I, I'm saying like, why you gotta give me a? Why you gotta be difficult at the beginning? I didn't mean to. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to He Said What. Of course, you see the lovely Bree. Doesn't she look amazing today, Bree? Who 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 taking you out tonight? Someone got to be taking you out tonight. No, no one's taking today. me out tonight. Oh, okay. Well, fellas, if you're in the Atlanta area, definitely. Um, before uh-huh. before you try and hit her up, go to He Said What Network on YouTube. Hit that subscription button and like and share the page. Let your homegirls know. Let your moms, your sisters, let your homeboys know. Yes. Follow us. Get us up there. Our goal is to hit at least What's 500 likes. Um in the next couple of months. So definitely help us get there. Hey, Miss Kim, good to see you. Um, yeah, so should I give y'all a fun fact before we get this stuff started? Because I do well, have... Well, you know, usually we have an intro and we converse a little bit. You are right. I apologize. No, no, no. Let's let's stick what we have. So how are you doing today on this Wednesday? <laughs> okay, we're going to be nice. <laughs> we're going to be nice to each other, so... Now you... So let me put a disclaimer out. She told me that I had to behave. So I'm trying to behave. Y'all see, I'm trying to behave. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a team player. Okay. Well, that's cool. I like that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I oh, there's my brother. What's going on? Shout out to Eugene. That's hey, my brother. What's up, Eugene? Kim. Oh, yes, Kim said, welcome back, Sir Puff. Kim, that's not how we starting this tonight, ma'am. I'm not Sir Puff. Sir Puff a lot. Okay. <laughs> RG says, so people get to go out with Brie if they subscribe? <laughs> no. You know what? That's a good marketing strategy. That's a good marketing strategy. What? If you go to the He Said What Network and subscribe, you have a shot at taking the lovely Brie out. Uh, no, if they subscribe, then they get to take everybody out. I mean, I'm good. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm just I'm just out here, just communicating. No, I'm not I'm not saying that at all. Like who wouldn't want to take you? You know what? I'm trying to be bumping. I'm not being nice tonight. I'm trying to be nice, give these compliments. I knew, I knew it was back. killing you. Let me put my feet down so I'm over here trying to be provocative. So um <laughs> so exactly. Look, RG said he liked prime ribs. So if you guys subscribe to the he said what sports channel. Uh-uh, no, you ain't about to get me in trouble. Listen, Joanne ain't about to come for me. Nope, mm-mm, we ain't doing it. So, um, I guess before we actually get started into our show, we'll go ahead and, you know, put up that intro, and, uh, and then we'll kick the shenanigans. How about that? All right. really need to finish that beat. I really do. Thank you, Kim. Kim says, yo, don't be pimping out my little sis. I I, I wasn't trying to pimp her out. I was actually I she, likes to do, she likes to do a lot of research in the dating field. So what better way to open more options for research purposes for the show than to have gentlemen who would like to take her out. She can tell us about the good, the bad, the in-between, the ones that got blocked, the ones that may get a second chance. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any 
We can find out who's a sub, who's a dom, who's into all this other stuff. Find out who wants to pay 50-50, who wants to actually fly her out, who wants to pay all. I mean, we can find all this stuff out. I'm just saying. It helps with the show, with our content. That's what I'm talking about. And then we're going to turn around and do the same thing for you. Yeah, nah. I mean, is one of the requirements they have to be a Cocoa Puff? Is that like there is? For you? I mean, for you. No, no, not for me. For you. You. I'm not. I'm not in this conversation. You are, but you are. I'm not in this conversation, and we we've, we've talked about this a thousand times. We know for a fact, Alan is not deviating from a black woman. We've had this conversation. Alan's not. Deviating. But wait a minute. Wait a minute now, because wait, wait, wait. Let's let's just. If the money is right, you are doing no. this for. Wait a minute. You are doing no. this for the network, sir. No. Then RG's gonna have to, to... RG's gonna have to take that one. RG is married. How you trying? <laughs> How you trying? Oh, you going? Yeah, there's gonna be some words. How about you just go ahead and get into the animal fun fact? Because you about to get yourself in trouble, sir. All right, guys. So this is actually a real short and simple animal fun fact. Um, it's about the chameleon. Uh, a chameleon's tongue is as long as its body, but can grab prey in a fraction of a second. That is your animal fun fact. Now, for y'all who like to be brie and be a little nasty. You know, Game of, you know. <clears throat> Might be something worth investigating, you know. Wait a minute. But wait, 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 wait. So its tongue is as long as its body? Actually longer than its body. Kim says, so Newman Moonlighting as a P-I-M-P. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. My pimp game is definitely on negative 10. Like, I'm, I'm not a pimp at all. Hmm. No. I don't believe that. Okay, so wow. Okay, so let me see if I can. I can't even remember all of the animal fun facts. That's how many we had. Um, I know last week was a starfish. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. What was it to the starfish? They didn't. What was it? Something to do with their brain, if I'm not mistaken. RG, do you remember? They don't have a brain, maybe? Oh, yeah, they didn't have a brain because I was thinking of SpongeBob. Yeah, so, yeah, Patrick, yeah. Yes, yeah, so starfish don't have brains. Turkeys sleep in trees. Kangaroos have three vaginas. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. We just not going to pass that. I missed that one? Yes. RG came Ezel, up with that one? Ezel, Ezel hit us with that one. My man, okay. Yes, they have three vaginas. Um... Let's see. Oh, ferrets, they will die if they don't have sex yeah, while female. they're in heat. Yeah, female ferrets, yep. Porcupines like the R. Kelly treatment where the male porcupines will fight for the female and the winner gets to actually <laughs> urinate on the female porcupine in which she will lift up her quills and let him smash. Um, female lioness actually will oh, uh, yeah. nibble and this was like, this is their second one that I think you presented. Yeah. They will nibble on the head of the lion's penis to get it aroused if he's soft um, so that she can get more because she needs it at least 20 times a day. A day, yeah. So. Um, let me see. Um, dolphins get high off of puffer fish. Ha! That makes sense because puffer fish are highly toxic. Yes, they get high off of puffer fish. Um, uh, octopus have is it is it three hearts and nine brains or something like that? Something like that, yeah, yeah. You're on the right track. Yeah. Um, let me see. It was some other stuff. Do we have so many weird animal fun facts? 
Um, but okay, let's get past all of that. So tonight, what we are talking about is how to develop our black community. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people, we actually got some heat uh, in the comments last week in one of the videos where they was just basically like, get a job, stop being the bum, um, take care of your kids, things like that. So tonight's actual, hi, Nisha. Welcome. Hey, That's right. Like, listen, learning. You're going to learn something on this show. So get your notepad and your pen because you're going to learn something naughty and nice, but you're going to learn tonight. Um. So yeah, so the topic is how to develop our community. And we broke that down into five different segments. Finances, presence of fathers, entrepreneurship, education, and sex and relationships, which is um, this one's favorite topic. So we are actually going to start off. Yes, we're going to start off with finances. So that's going to be our discussion. Mr. Mr. Newman, when it comes to finances within the Black community, where do you feel we are lacking? Everything. Financial literacy, learning how to budget, learning how to save, um, learning currency at that point. I mean, yeah, we don't use checkbooks as much anymore, but we weren't really good with that when checks were being used. That's true. To be honest, Um, I have a lot of friends in my circle when checks were out. They didn't even realize how that worked when they wrote a check and sent it out. Then they wondering why they're bouncing stuff. So actually, I have, we're getting better. But like, I think the whole totality of finances, like we struggle, even with the fact um, most people don't set up for their kids. Like when they have children, they don't set up them up a bank account or anything like that. I remember growing up, my mom talked about um, my grandfather had set her and my aunt up a bank account when they was in elementary school and every um every thursday he was them five dollars a piece mm-hmm. and send it to the bank um and introduced himself to the teller the teller started knowing them by name and deposited five dollars um that's not something i think a lot of black people utilize um and then also in the financing aspect we tend to eat away what we're trying to save right we're always consuming um when we look at that, but I think in the finance aspect, like we have a lot of work to do. Um, like I said, I think one of the biggest issues is budgeting. We are horrible at budgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we need to stop with this whole, which can't really knock you, but sitting there having to sign other people's name on your stuff so you can get it and stuff like that. Like we're really co-signing, behind. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the co-signing and stuff like that. So I think they'll, they'll, that's a, uh, all over topic. You can touch on everything, even when it comes to stock market, investing, all that stuff. Ironically, you saw during the height of the pandemic, all of a sudden, everybody black wanted to invest because they looked at it as the easy money, not realizing that it's not easy money. Like you got to literally take your time getting up the mountain to actually get the dividends of what you're investing and also investing correctly. So, right. So it's interesting because I remember growing up, um, they had Christmas clubs. And I remember my mom would get all of us, me and my siblings, a Christmas club. She opened one up in our names and every month she would deposit money into it. And then at the end of the year, she would take out the money to use it to buy Christmas gifts. Um, You know, and I feel like that's one of those situations where out of sight, out of mind, in a sense, where Mm -hmm. as long as I'm not proactively looking for it or I'm keeping up with it, 
it gives me the ability to save without feeling like I'm saving. Like there's so many different apps that they have. Um, I recently just was using a, a, another app. I'm not going to say who because they're not, they ain't paying us. So, um, but they would roll over, you know, whatever, however much you uh, made a purchase for, they would round it off to the even dollar and they mm-hmm. would put it into an account. And it actually came in handy. Like literally within, I would say a month, I had in one count, like $300. And I was like, well, shit, mm-hmm. I, I need that money back. Like, you know, like, but I'm just saying without even realizing that I was saving, it helped me where if I wanted to use it for towards a rainy day, it was there. Um, Kim says it's hard to budget right now with inflation. So if you were already bad with money, you're done for now. Yes, Kim, I definitely agree with you. It's definitely true. And also, I think we got to be good at who we invest in trust. So a little trick that I did in my early 20s and like early 30s is like whenever I was saving, whenever I had like something I, I wanted to go to, like a trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. My sister, out of the two of us, my sister is the financial wizard. We're, we're six years apart. She's the youngest. But what I used to do is tell her, like, hey, I'm giving you $100 from each check that I need you to hold for me. So when it's time to make the payment for whatever I need, we can yeah. just go ahead and pay it that way. That was my accountability partner. Sometimes okay. we as black people don't have accountability partners. And that's also a big issue. Why you think um, there's always an argument when black people want to go on a big trip and they're like, you know, for a fact, it'll start off with 50 but by the time it's closer to that week, you're it's probably like going to leave one Because people don't plan ahead. People just sit there and eat up, eat up, eat up, eat up, eat up. Yeah. And then be like, oh, yeah, we're going to go balling. I'm going to sit there. Your rent not paid. So you're going on a trip with your rent not paid. Car no, probably not paid. But you about to go ball in Vegas or Dubai with your homegirl. Right. And then come back and you struggling. Um, I don't know if everybody remembers the either last year or year before at the All-Star game, the chick from New York. Ooh, she got there. stranded down here. Yeah, sat there and um came down to the all-star in Atlanta and yeah. then sitting there had a GoFundMe talking about because she didn't have she money to pay home. rent when she got home and so she can get home. Like right. I I feel like a lot of people when it comes to finances in the black culture, we are too busy trying to impress. Um, we are willing to give up our last just to make it look like we got money when we don't have money. Like you're either staying in one of those public storage rooms or you're staying on someone's couch or you're staying in your car or you're staying in the bus station or the train station when you really don't have to. Um, but because you want to fit in with the Jones, you want to be on Instagram making it look like you're wealthy, you know, you're struggling. And then the other thing is too, and then we'll go ahead and um, we'll get ready to bring RG up is okay we understand credit some of us understand credit but i feel where we go wrong is we look for quick fixes instead of actually working on identifying how did you get there in the first place how did your credit score get down to a 300 first of all Instead of figuring that part out so that you later on don't end up back in that same condition, you rather just pay someone to do credit repair where they're going to swipe and dispute everything that's on your credit report, or they're going to look for the little loopholes to get something taken off. 
when you're not actually fixing the way that you actually operate. So yeah, you're going to get your credit fixed and you're going to get it up to like 700, 750, 800. But with the same mentality that you have, it's only going to last but so long. Like we're not fixing, we're putting, we're good for putting band-aids on things instead of like isolating. How did I get here? Mm -hmm. Right. What went wrong? What did I do wrong? And where can I improve? And that goes with accountability. So next topic. And for those of you who are in the chat, let us know what you guys think about these topics. Let us know, you know, what's your input? Do you feel like when it comes to the black community, are we good? Are we okay with finances? Or is this an area where we need to really, really brush it up on? Because <laughs> we got to think of, uh-oh, I'm scared. <laughs> Damn. You can get a 300 credit score. I don't know if I've ever seen a 300 credit score, but I'm pretty sure. 350 is the lowest. I ain't trying to figure it. I ain't trying to get there. And then even still, you have companies that's like, oh, we'll we'll take you with a 300 credit score. No co-signer. And then they be lying. Let's be realistic. They be lying to get you in there. Look at how these people be getting these cars. and Like, oh, they told me 1,500 down and I'm good. Then you get in there. Oh, you know what? The vehicle you want, you're going to have to put another 15. So now you're putting three down to get that car you want and all this other stuff. So, And then you got like $500 a month car payments. That's what I don't. And that's what I don't get. Like, why are we? Who wants a $500 car payment? And that's not even including car insurance. And then let's be honest. It don't even be like for. 2022s, 2009, uh, 2020s. These things be for like a 2006, <laughs> 2007, a 2008. Like, yeah, it's about with high miles. Yeah, sitting there, not in best condition. But not. it's a charger or it's a challenger. Why y'all always be coming for the chargers and challengers? Because like some of us can afford, some of us can afford to get our chargers and challengers not doing that foolishness. You know, listen, don't fast. be I got a quiet storm. Hey guys, quiet storm, not so quiet after all. I gotta protect us, our charger people. There's a lot of us out here living our best life and we not being problematic or irresponsible. What do you know? Life. Let's go ahead and bring RG up. Mm. Oh, yeah, I bet that was gonna change the subject, but no, we the chargers, listen, we all know about the chargers. Just saying, hi, RG, how's it going? I'm fine. They're tens, but I keep them clean though for five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, man, RG, we got to do better. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So now we, let's talk about the presence of fathers. Why is it important for men, fathers, or male role models, positive male role models, to be around when it comes to these children, these babies? Oh, I don't know. Just to prevent the general destruction of our fabric of our society. Other than that, nothing. <sighs> so nothing. Yeah. Mm. Uh-oh, wait, hold on. Kim says, your car note is the equivalent of the national debt, and you still got to put it in Exactly. Hi, Joanne. Hey, yes. Joanne. 
That is that is so true. So, I mean, where do we go wrong? Where do we go wrong with the separation? And I understand we all know the history and the government coming in and <laughs> taking a man out the house, but we in 2022 going into 2023, can we still ride on that? No, we never could. Um, if anything, it brought <laughs> our imminent destruction. Um, it gave us actually this false sense that we didn't need each other as people. And that's the scary part. And I'm not saying everybody got to get married. Everybody got this long last relationship. However, having a male and female presence is huge because it teaches you parts of society that you would not be able to get from that one sex. Um, So even if you don't have a a traditional dad, an uncle, a confidant, someone who's not acting out here crazy doing that Viva La Loca stuff. I'm talking about a legit male figure that, you know, will hold you down and teach you how to be a dude. Right. You know, etiquette. And, and, and it's, it's, he makes a valid point. I mean, I, I can tell, I remember specifically when my dad took over the reins from my mom with dealing with me. When I hit 14, 15, when they say you start feeling yourself, mm-hmm. that's when my dad jumped in. Like it had got to where he was like, I'm going to knock you out because we're not about to play this game. <laughs> so, like, that's, because sometimes when we say, is there a father figure in the house, people tend to think about, oh, was he there every day or was he working, whatever. No, were they there to impact yeah. when you needed him? Let's be honest. When you're probably between zero to, like, middle school, you, you're you not really looking for dad. It's, it's mom. You get off of school. Like, for me, I was definitely blessed where my mom didn't have to work when she raised me and my sister. So when we got out of school, me too. We, we see, we come home, mom's there. He's either cooking, helping us with school, stuff like that. Dad comes in. He'll ask us later on about school and stuff. But most of our interaction was with mom. Right. Um, and then as you get older and you're starting to kind of reach that plateau where you have to get ready for, like, adulthood and for how things are going to shift, that's when it's good to have that male figure that comes in and was like, this is how you maneuver. I remember a lot of conversations when I started turning 15, 14 and up where my dad would just have these. He'll take me and we'll just drive. And he just talk. Like I need you need to be prepared for this because one day you may want to be somebody's um, somebody's husband. You need to know what to do. You need to know how to be responsible. Even while you're going to college, you need to know how to go ahead and enjoy life. Don't just rush into stuff. Um, And it's always good to have parents who are open books about not just their life, but each other's life. My parents were open books about how they connected, what the problems they ran into, what they need to do better. Sometimes we don't have um, people that have, see, that's awesome, um, that have that input. Um, I remember my dad was talking about the strong men in his life when he was growing up, when um, mm-hmm. as his father died when he was 13. It was his high school football coach. Um, he said, believe it or not, before these cats started going wild, he said, the drug, the dealers on the street used to check all of them. And right. my dad's a boomer. My dad's a boomer. So he was like, yo, it was nothing for, if they see you playing out there, they're like, yo, aren't you supposed to be here? Yo, why you ain't at home? Like, we... We are missing that aspect. Um, But also, I think the problem is finding willing participants that want to do that. Because also, shoes on the other foot, you are running to people like, that's my child. No one's going to tell my child what to do. Yes. Well, it's not just the discipline part of it. It's the fact that people are afraid to care. Um, You can be a dad. You could give game without actually putting your hands on the child. Um, a couple of days ago, little neighbor kid was outside cussing. I'm like, hey, man, did your mom know you cuss? Yeah, she knows. She know My mama know I'll be cussing. He's seven. 
She don't care, cuz. I know your mama. So, but I tell you this, right? Real men know how to speak without cursing. Right. Are you a young man or are you a little kid? Only little kids curse every other word. Left it right there. Yeah. If you're a little kid, then I gotta go tell your mama because a little kid out here being disrespectful. If you're a young man, you know how to fix that. Yeah. Ain't heard the kid say nothing since, at least around me. And right. little stuff like that are jewels that we're missing from our environment. I definitely remember the dope guy was like, yo, I'm out here doing this because I have to. I don't want you to end up saying, wait, take your butt to school. Mm-hmm. There used that- to be a standard of how we c- carried ourselves. Even if you were the lowest of the low or the highest of the high, there was a hierarchy and everyone respected that because if you were on the lowest of the low, you didn't want anybody to be down here with you. Mm-hmm. If you were highest of the high, you would try to bring people up with you. And that's right. what we're missing. Yeah. And having men that are able to distinguish those two things happens not enough in our community anymore because we're so disconnected. Right. I would I would like to say too, and my brother said boys need to get checked by their dads or their uncles. I would like to speak on the behalf of the women because sometimes you get these situation, situations where a woman will have a child by a man and because she can't stand him, you can't come around your child. So mm. we're pushing the men out of the household. So that's why I asked you, are we still holding on to the whole government coming in and separating the family? Because to me, I look at it like we have to hold one another accountable. We as women need to make sure that we're holding other women accountable where if that man wants to be in his child's life, sis, you better let that man take care of his kids. Like, why Why do you want life to be harder? I don't don't think that's the government. That's pride. No, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's unfortunate because the only person that's suffering is the child. The child is growing up without the presence of their father. And then they're going to react. They're going to buck. They're going to get in trouble. They're going to go outside and they're going to look for that male figure from their homeboys, which they may not have their fathers around or they may not have a positive role model around. So I felt like us women, us moms need to tuck our feelings in and look for the best interest of that child. Now, I'm not saying force a father to be a father because you can't force nobody to be no parent, period. Regardless of how hard you try, you can't make a man be a father. You can't make a woman be a mother. But don't stand in the way of them building a relationship with their child for your own selfish reasons. Um, and ma- matter- says, go ahead, go ahead, Ella. Uh, it takes both energies to raise a child, masculine and feminine. And ladies, we can't be saying happy Father's Day to each other on Father's Day because unfortunately, <laughs> we we only put in half. We, we, didn't, we didn't do both unless you went well, to the clinic or something. Well, I will say it like this. The reason I can say sometimes it can happen because sometimes there's a seemingly circumstance where a parent has to be both to the best of their abilities. I'm not saying it always works, but sometimes it, it goes down like that. So we can't let some superficial thing like Father's Day take away from the fact that you got to do both. Right. Um, the crazy thing that I was just thinking about, I almost lost my chain of thought, was we are so caught up in little stuff, we've gotten away from the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the failure lies. Um, yeah, it's cool that a lady makes great money. I'm glad that the gap is starting to get a little closer. Mm-hmm. And you should always have the right to make as much money as you can in this piece. And I'm saying that's not a thing. You should be have the right to be a leader or whatever. However, there's still certain roles that still need to be fulfilled in our society 
that we can't get around. And regardless of who you are, you have to grow into those roles. And you can't expect a man or a woman that hasn't been in the life of that child to all of a sudden just say, hey, I'm your daddy, and let's go play ball. It's a relationship that you grow into. Because, right. hell, I had kids like, yo, what do you do with this thing? I'm looking at it like, damn, all right, I got to feed it and clothe it. And, you know, it took time <laughs> to actually get my flow. Yeah. You know, and if you don't get that bond with that child, it's really hard to just jump in and say, clean your room up. You right. know, when you ain't been there since they seven. Who the hell are you? <laughs> right. So, and, and it's it's funny that RG said that too because I also think in this time we're in and with social media, we're also starting to find out the truth of like there's a lot of black men who want to be fathers, and their baby mama's not giving them opportunity. Um, I'm yeah. starting to see that a lot on social media where where men are now men are like just bumping like we're going to call a spade a spade. Like I want to be in my son's life, mm-hmm. but this one, which of course it falls down to who you decide to sleep with. Yeah. This is the battle I have to deal with. Um, and that that's problematic because it's it's bad if a man wants to be in a child's life and then this child grows up thinking his father never wanted to be a part of him and nothing. And then he find out 20, 30 years later, dad was over here trying for years, right. trying to be a part of your life and your mom wouldn't allow him. Right. So that's also an aspect you have to look at as well. Hmm. Okay. Kiki says... No, even mothers who do both cannot say Happy Father's Day to each other or themselves. It's feeding into the bigger liberal agenda. You know what? All right. I actually, I actually believe that is a black thing. Really? I don't hear. Yeah, I don't hear. Uh, That's a black thing, and saying. I don't even remember when that started being said. Like it just came out the blue because my friends that are white and Hispanic and other um, national do not say that. Like no. only black people get on there, happy mother, happy Father's Day to the mothers. Because we don't say and, happy. And actually, you know what? Day. You know what? And as much as I love my cocoa puffs and all my queens, I'm about to call a spade a spade. Uh oh. Black black men don't be saying that for Mother's Day. No, they don't. It's it's specifically black women, unfortunately, that has came up with it when Father's Day comes around. I don't care what you say. I don't been taking care of these kids. It's Happy Father's Day to me. Because mm. I remember when. I think I feel like this thing came pride, out probably pride, like, bro. huh? Sounds like more of that pride, brother. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I mean, I I don't don't get don't get it twisted. Like, I want you to be proud that you've been able to yeah. hold it down as a single mom. But also, like I said, with the brothers, we're starting to find out that some women are holding down as a single mom because right. they refuse to allow that father to be a part. Now and money. Let me also, my brother mentioned this. My brother says he would like to give a shout out to the real grandmas that mm. fight for the fathers to be in their child's life. Love you, Nana. Listen, yes. Yes, the mothers. And you know what the sad thing is? And I remember my mom saying this before I even had my son. My mother was like, it's crazy because if you have a son, as a mom, if you have a son and he goes out and gets a girl pregnant, the likelihood of you seeing your grandchild is slim to none. But if you have a daughter and she gets pregnant, you'll always see the grandchild. It's only when your son has a child that it's a 50-50 depending on what kind of baby mother he got. Damn. You know what, though? You can, even, you can even put that in relationships between black men and women because nine times out of ten 
if you're dating or married, you are going to all the events that are associated with that woman that you're married to or that yeah. date. Because yeah. I've had people that are shocked at how close-knitted our family is. Because I've told people, like, yeah, if you're with me, it's not all every every time we're going to your people. Like, like I legit got people who wants to see who I'm with and see me too. So we're just not doing every time we turn around. We going to you. We going to you. So it's it's really interesting how that dynamic works. That it falls over to everything is going to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to switch over into education. RG, you are education expert tonight too. Uh, uh-uh, you ain't going nowhere. Hey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like church like. Um, Usually we take a break at 8.30, but we're going to actually run through it because we are supposed to have another guest come on at 8.40. Um, When it comes to education, where are we lacking? Like, is education even as important now as it was when we were growing up? I would say yes and no. I think our optics on education is skewed. You know what I mean? Because even as a kid, my parents always told me, yo, man, go to college, you good. And then I got to college, and I was not good. <laughs> and it wasn't until I got here and got my hustle and got my skill set up, I was able to be marketable. And I've never went without a job more than a week in 46 years. Mm-hmm. But it was after I got out here in, in the trenches and figured out what my steez was and how to market myself. Mm-hmm. So I think our optics on how we tell our kids to educate themselves is a little mm-hmm. off. Right. Because, yeah, you can go to school and get library sciences with zero libraries in the country and you'll still be jobless. You can go to school for art and still mess around. And there's only seven art galleries in the country. So if you don't get in one of seven of those, you're pretty much going to be at high hop waiting tables. So <laughs> oh the optics on what we teach our kids in education has to change where right. we can't just say going to college school, get, being a bricklayer. I know plumbers that make just as much as people who are lawyers. Yeah. So we have to get more rounded about how we tell kids to educate themselves so they can get money. Right. And 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 that's a fact. Um, because the funny thing, my sister has uh, two master degrees. And when she graduated, it took her like four years to actually get a legit job. Mm-hmm. And I didn't finish college. But I've been working since 16. I started at Disney, then I just started moving up until I got into hospitality. So her biggest frustration was like she'll apply with the requirements and not mm-hmm. get calls back. Mm-hmm. I'll apply, and I'll instantly get like multiple calls back. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's because I've been I've been in the game. I've been working for a minute. Go ahead. Question: Did you mm-hmm. ever wear a Mickey Mouse suit? No, because you're probably the smoothest Mickey Mouse ever. You're like, hey, I'm no, like, oh, no. Mickey. He looked like he be- wore a Mickey Mouse suit. <laughs> I didn't say all that. I didn't say all that. I'm just saying you be the smoothest Mickey Mouse ever, though. I'm just nah, saying. the height requirement you got to be five five to be an actual character. Yeah, really? the characters are short. Yeah, Goofy, Goofy, and Pluto are, I think, the only two that are the tallest. Um, the costume characters are all short. Okay, dang. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. you not, missed it. And nine times out of ten, Mickey's a girl. So, really? Oh, cause you gotta do the voice. The voice. The voice and the height. The voice and the height. So, okay. I think you can still do it. Sure, <laughs> sure, Bree. See, guys, I'm letting her get her shots in because I said I was going to behave. So she's going to get her shots in today, but it is what it is. Um, but the educational thing, I think RG makes a valid point, especially in the black community. They definitely pushed in the early 90s and stuff. Yo, go to college, get in corporate America, do this, like college that. Tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but mm-hmm. no, how, many ahead, people, how many people 
how many black people go to school, get 50 million degrees, and actually use them? Ooh, that's probably like a small, small percentage, like super right. small percentage. And super meanwhile, small. you're sitting here trying to pay back this debt that you're not Sally, even at, you're not even using. Like Sally May over here just beating y'all over and over and over. At, the only way that you can honestly, the only way that you can use all of these degrees that you have is if you're trying to filter out a dating prospect, honestly. Like, you got to be like, oh, well, you know, if you don't have this amount of education or if you're not on my level, then it's not going to work. Exactly. So, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's tough. And then also remember, we're dealing with the fact that majority of us are in competition with these people. And we're also in competition with our with each other because we're trying to get the same fields. And so it ends up making us clash and butt heads. And then when we add to the fact that our sisters who are doing amazing are jumping up the ladder as well. So now think from a black man's perspective, let's say you got all these degrees. Mm -hmm. So you got all these degrees. You have to worry about your fellow brother down here. Mm -hmm. You got to worry about the palm color dude that you're dealing with. And then lo and behold, you got a sister who's doing her grind, everything. And now you got to deal with her as well. Right. And then you also have to deal with everything else that is problematic for black people in the corporate sector. Yeah. And then you got to sit there and try and jump over and jump over and jump over and do all these hoops and all this stuff. And it's a lot that hits us. I mean, I, I would really say co- college wasn't for me. Um, I thought that, that was time. funny. I went to school with a guy that graduated in the top five with an engineering degree from University of Michigan. He worked at McDonald's for five years before he got uh, his job in his field. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, not to be divisive, but let's be honest, there's quite a few palm-colored people that don't even have the qualifications that black people have, and they get these corporate corporate jobs over us. Right. Yep. Yeah. Indeed. Woo! I tell you, it's it's definitely tough. Um, college isn't for everybody, you know. Sometimes. And I think- my bad, Bree. I think also the biggest thing, and it wasn't really a scam, like our parents didn't know any better, but one thing everyone has said is like, when you have that degree, nobody can take it from you. Nobody can take that piece of paper off the wall because you earned it. Yeah, you are correct, Dad, but now I got to pay $126,000 for Sally Mae and for all these loans I got, and I can't afford it. Oh, by the way, I end up having a family. If my wife did it as well and graduated, her bills are coming over to my side. Oh, and then we had a kid. Oh, my God, we had another one. Now we're dealing with all these. Next thing you know, you're sitting here either working multiple jobs or you're getting the job that is willing to hire you. Right. And you're sitting there picking up scraps because of that. So, Yep, mm. I would agree. Yep, yeah, we were hungry. So we divided that degree up and we all ate a piece of it. Right. Because <laughs> we could not afford it. Yeah, that's that's how it be. So joining us is the beautiful Ms. Yasmin. Yasmin. Hey, how's it going, Yasmin? Welcome, welcome. Hey. welcome. I'm trying to... Move this bubble. Hold on, I got you because I um we <laughs> yeah, I know we're talking about entrepreneurship. Okay, keep that in mind. So okay. Yasmin, I actually met Yasmin um when I was trying to just further my knowledge with this whole small business going about things the right way. Uh, she has a lot of background and a lot of resources when it comes to entrepreneurship. So I felt like Yasmin would be like the dopest person to bring up here and talk about entrepreneurship in the black community. So let me ask you this, Yasmin. Where do you think we are going wrong and what can we do to switch it when it comes to being an entrepreneur? 
Um, I don't think most people are starting businesses to solve problems, which is the sole purpose of starting a business. Um, you're supposed to identify an issue and figure out how you can provide a solution to it. Mm-hmm. Um, most people are creating businesses based off of just things that they think that they're good at um, and that like close friends and family members have also told them that they're good at um, mm-hmm. with no real credible um, background or leverage to like back that up. Right. Um, so I think that's where a lot of people are going wrong. Plus, in Atlanta, everyone wants to start a business. It's like a trend. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have an LLC, then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so I think people are also starting businesses just out of peer pressure. Like, everybody has an LLC. So, <laughs> you know, like, I have to have one, too, even if I don't really want to be an entrepreneur. It's yeah. just, it's the thing to do. Um, then the PPP stuff. I think that also, <laughs> Girl, I was about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> that, <laughs> like, even more people started businesses um, just so they could tap into that money. Um, so, yeah, I just think people are just doing it for the wrong reasons now. Yeah. So what can they do to turn it around? Like, how can you, if you started a business <laughs> for the PPP loan, um, what can you do to get out of that so that you can really actually be official and start to see revenue, like real revenue? Um, you may have to start over. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have to honestly figure out what it is that you're willing to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and do um, without complaining. That's how yeah. I look at it. Um, if I'm, I'm not looking. willing to wake up at three, four to do it then it's just something that I'm not gonna do (laughs) um so I think just starting over which a lot of people don't want to do because of ego because of time but I'm just figuring out what it is that not only you're good at um but that you can also make money off of um and it has longevity so if you are gonna bake cookies um one, examine the market. Is there really a need for another bakery in your area? Um, yeah. Is that even something that people in your area are interested in? So, like, understanding your target audience, knowing that you can't serve everyone, but figuring out who you want to serve um, yeah. and what their needs are and how you can meet them where they are um, instead of, like, forcing everybody to come find you. Because that's not realistic at all when it comes to starting a business. Yeah. And, and understand that those same people that are rooting you on to get your business started, they may not always be there. And you have to be okay with that. Because sometimes yeah. it's going to be the people that you don't know that's going to support you the most. I, I was just about to ask, I was just about to ask Yasmin, is that one of the biggest challenges, especially for black entrepreneurs? They rely too much on their family. Like, because family um, pushes you up when you first start, but like maintaining it and getting over that hump, mm-hmm. you kind of have to venture out past them. Yeah. I mean, just from working in an entrepreneurship center, I mostly heard that the families weren't supportive. Um, And it was mostly the black women who didn't have any support. Like they were just trying to do everything by themselves. Whereas um, I would meet with the men and they would have like business partners on the call. Yeah, investors. Yeah, like they already had people in place to assist them with everything from start to finish. 
Um, so yeah, it was really the black women that really lacked the support that they needed. Wow. I'm like, I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. what about saturation? Because I noticed that a lot of people in Detroit have the same business. Like <laughs> there's t-shirts at Walmart, there's t-shirts on Seven Mile, there's t-shirts on Eight Mile. Mm-hmm. How many t-shirts do you need in a square mile? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I just have that question. <laughs> um, I, again, I think it just it depends on like you doing the market research, right? So it can be fifty t-shirt shops in like a hundred mile radius, but maybe only like one of them um, do like I don't know the different types of printing, right? Right. Uh, the press mm-hmm. uh, versus. Maybe five do um, embroidery or, Mm -hmm. you know, like the other four they do, they use different techniques and styles and stuff. Um, So it could be that. But to your point, a lot of people are starting to say business. Um, People normally last, I would say, a good six months and then they stop. So mm. something can seem oversaturated right? Uh, because it seems like everybody is starting at the same time. Yeah. But everybody don't make it past that first six months or that first year. Right. So uh, 50 people can easily turn into 10. Yeah. Wow. Gotcha. And that's, that's even with the podcasting market. Like when COVID... <laughs> When COVID hit, everybody and their mother had a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then when the world opened back up, you was like, what happened to those podcasts? No, they out in the streets. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. And you may be putting somebody onto some gyms or something. What is the market that you have not seen a lot of Black people entertain that we probably should be looking into it may require some research but what's the untapped market you know i always said that one area of business i wish my parents would have got into was like parking lots girl yes just like buy a little plot of land pour some cement over that and charge people yeah that's easy yeah um I think that's definitely like an untapped market that a lot of people can get into. Um, I know with the vending machines, that's becoming a popular thing big too. Thing, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but even like laundry mats, I think that's also another like untapped uh, market. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people that still use laundry mats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them are not efficient. They're not convenient. Um, the quality isn't there. Um, that could be a very interesting space to see like us in because yeah. I've never been into a laundromat. A black where, laundromat. Yeah, I've never experienced that. But the parking lot, I think that's an easier thing to like get started. Yeah. Um, and you can like go in with, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. Everybody put in something, everybody get a piece of whatever profit you make off of the lot. Yeah. That's a really good idea, especially if it's one of those areas where a building was torn down mm-hmm. and, you know, it's down the street from a nightclub and there's clubs everywhere mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Yeah. Like, if you can get over there by the Mercedes Stadium, they'd be charging yeah. like 25 a parking. And you just, all you're doing is parking in another business's parking space that's not open. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it. or those like abandoned homes. If you don't want to 
like remodel it, just knock it completely down and yeah. just uh put the cement over it. That's it. Part part. You don't need no insurance. Right. Just have that sign up. Let your homeboy be the security. Hire <laughs> 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 you a crackhead or something. That's your whole family business. You know, cousins come, y'all just uh, rotate out That's <laughs> every it. weekend. That's it. That's a really good idea. Um, you guys got any other questions? No, ma'am. She um, answered everything I had questions yeah. about. Okay. I'm going to start look, my t-shirt business up. We're going to leave you up here. <laughs> we're going to leave you up here, Yasmin, um, because we're about to get into the last topic, which uh, is a fan favorite. Fan. I am fan. That's that's me. It's my favorite. Um, one of two things. Yes, sex and relationships. It was one of two things. It was one of two things. So when it comes to sex and relationships, and each of you can actually answer this, in blacks, why are we afraid to step out of the box? We don't want to do handcuffs. See, see, this I knew she was about to be extra. I knew she was about to be extra. I'm just saying. Yes, RG, you can start. Okay, so black people have like this thing about mass incarceration. You think I want to go home in handcuffs? Dog, help a brother out. I fight all I've been fighting 46 years to stay out of handcuffs. Then I gotta come to the crib with with flowery ones too. Let me let me give y'all the disclaimer. All right, there you go. Bree is a very abusive dog. <laughs> so, of course, she's about to mention handcuffs and all this other stuff because it's the same one that said she's looking forward to being able to put a uh, mask over your face and smack the mess out of you. So, Bree is a very abusive dom. So, that's why she's starting over with the handcuffs and stuff. But carry on. <laughs> Just be I mean, careful, see Bri. how you was talking. You can go ahead and answer the question, too. I knew this guy who's am, so I, am I okay with handcuffs? Well, I already yeah. feel like you're not. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm I'm definitely cool with handcuffs. Look at okay, quiet storm. Mm. I'm definitely cool with handcuffs. Okay, Yasmin, well, how do you feel about handcuffs? Um, I'm not opposed. Okay. I oh, feel like there's a butt there. Yasmin, Yasmin, I feel like there's a butt there. There's a butt or something else now. Nah, there's something more behind that. Um I would like to put them on the guy instead of the <laughs> So I can't actually whoop his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, man. Okay, what is up with y'all wanting to handcuff the brothers and beat on them? Like, why? Talk about an experience. I done got beat on for eight hours, eight, ten, nine hours at work. And I come to you, I want to have some little romance with you or whatever. I'm cool with the handcuffs, but you want to handcuff me so you can beat on me? Yo, we at R. Kelly's house or something? What the hell? <laughs> I, I think you know what it is. I think it's just an exchange of power. So the man is usually the dominant one. Why don't so you take my woman? Wallet, don't beat my ass. You can have the That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, the money, the power. Take the wallet. We good. You don't gotta beat on me. Yeah. Listen, for those of you who are watching live in the chat, would you be okay with your significant other handcuffing you? And they don't have to beat you, but I'm just saying, would you be okay with them handcuffing you? You're saying they don't have to beat you, but you and Yasmin. I mean, unless they want to get beat. They may want to get beat. I actually, 
Well, how do I feel like I don't think any brothers would want to give me? If you are a male in the chat and this you wouldn't good. mind being even handcuffed and beat. Okay, let's see. Kim says, handcuffs are cool. Silk restraints are better, though. Ooh. I okay, so are we... Are we open-minded? Like, are, are African-American Blacks, when it comes to sex, are we open-minded? Are we willing to step outside? Yes! 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 In my Kevin Hart's voice. Yes! Yes! Okay, so what's something different that you are willing to try, uh, Mr. Newman? Butt plays off the table. So you think you sleep. Okay, butt plays off the table. Yeah, butt plays off the table. Um, role-playing is cool. I'm down with role-playing. Um, mom. Uh, <laughs> um, role playing is good. I'm definitely open to toys okay. in the bedroom and out for date night. So, well, I mean, if it's out for date night, my go-to is the vibrating panties. Like that, that starts a whole fire. I want to get some of those because I just see the videos and it just looks so much. It's looks. It is. So it is, ladies. If your dude has not invested in getting some, tell him to get some. Like, it, it's definitely said. Please beat me and use racial slurs. You see, that, black people, that black, like black people, black people do too much. <laughs> black people do too much. How you go from being hey, yes and use racial slurs? <laughs> well, hey, we're man. both black though. Like, what do you want me to call you? Like the hard in <laughs> I guess so. Hey, I guess so. they own, but yo. <laughs> Because, I mean, he can say it to me, too. You know, it's not you, funny if you say it back do, to me. Do you okay. want me... Do you, are you going to call me master or master? Depending on how hard you hit me once I'm chained up. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Start whooping on my ass. You get my, my social security number. Shit. Don't <laughs> you chain me up? <clears throat> Don't care. So, okay. Uh, yeah, so... Toys. Yes. So one thing that I've heard a lot of is that black men do not like toys in the bedroom because it's a form of competition. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not. It's nothing better than having something there to help you help her get hers more than one. Hamburger helper in the building, buddy. And then also, also I need I need my brothers out there to realize we're gonna get old eventually. Yes. So. You're not going to probably be able to pop that wood up like you was doing in your 20s when all she had to do was rub your thigh and boing it up. You might have to kind of warm it up. Yeah. And while we warming it up, you might need to put that thing on at the same time. I mean. There you go. Hey, by the time you get to 60, an hour and a half turns into like 15 strong minutes. So, hey, you better start getting your repertoire up right now. Yeah. You know what, RG? I don't. I, I want to say I agree with you, but I mean. A very close person in my life traumatized me and my sister about her and her uh, person's escapades. So there's some people in their 60s over here <laughs> knocking it. No, no, no. I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying 70 30. There's 30 of these people still out here tearing the, tearing the skin off the baseball. The other 70 is like peeling it up. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. You talking wait, about tearing the skin off? I'm like, is that teeth and no teeth? Like, wait, what? It's a metaphor. 
Don't oh. get don't just hold on. Say, let the joke yeah. flow. Let the joke flow. I just picture yeah. like a corn on the cob and like. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Kim, Kim said only skillless cats say that. Are you saying in regards to those saying not to introduce? Um, yeah, I think that's what she's okay. referring to. Um, Actually, and then a lot of people just have pride. There's a lot of dudes out here think they're just doing the thing, and then they don't. They don't need it. Yeah, and they and then they think they don't need it. Their partner just don't say nothing either. Mm, and that's okay. So, are we doing that nowadays? Are we still doing that? Are we not telling our partners? No, I need. I need. I need I need you to let me know. Like we I'm a talker. So afterwards, like I'm gonna ask like what I could have done. Was that good? First of all, no way someone know Cocoa Puff was that good. But I'm gonna have Cocoa Puff master. No, he's talking to the girl, so he's asking her, Cocoa Puff was that good. Oh I'm done. You should have you never have to remember their name. Right. Oh, yeah. Player, player. Yeah. yeah, Ellen. Yeah, I've been over here giving shotguns. Nice. Okay. Kobe. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so is there do you think that there's a fear of introducing threesomes into the bedroom? Um, because someone may step out or look at that as an opportunity to step out, seeing how you open Pandora's box. I was so Can I just say this? Most people do not have the physical bandwidth to have threesomes. Mm. And I'm I glad you that said that. Everybody I'm glad you said to that. talk about threesomes as if they can even survive doing one person. Hello. And that's what I just be trying to say to the brothers. Be realistic. You don't be talking about. Be honest. If you a dude, you talking about you want two or three girls and all this stuff, sir, stop it. Stop it. Because if your disability embarrasses your girl, you done sat there and just let everyone know your shortcomings. Right. Right. Be realistic. And then also, ladies, if your dude is trying to press you into a threesome and you know you don't got what it takes, don't do just it. like, baby, let's not do that. Yeah, because you need to be eating the coochie too. It can't just be one person doing all the work. Mm. Well, oh, Erica, welcome to the show, Erica. Just in time, we're talking about threesomes and and you talking about the yeah. and toys and <laughs> you got us this. talking about all this raunchy stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's Bree. That's Bree's mo. That's her mo right there. <laughs> that's so good. Hey, Bree, sit okay. there and do a whole show and then be like, "Hey guys, I got a question." <laughs> Let's talk about sex. Uh, oh, go shit. ahead, all right, so can I say one thing? Mm-hmm. A lot of people may have a physical tool, but they don't have the emotional mm-hmm. capacity to do it. Because, all right, so let's say you had that threesome, and the person you introduced is doing stuff better than you. Oh, Yo, mind frag. I'm just saying, mind oh, frag. We had this conversation on Friday. No, it's funny you said that, RG. I actually had an ex who had that similar situation. Her and her ex-husband at the, um, husband at the time were swingers. Mm-hmm. And she was confused. Because when he would sleep with her friend, a friend apparently would be having just orgasm galore. So she's confused. And she's like, I'm not getting nothing. Then when I sleep with my friend's husband, he gets me off. And so one day she was like, yo, I got a question. Is it me? Am I not doing what my husband like? And Yasmin. And, and, her, and Yasmin, I kid you not, she said her friend looked at her and said, I've been faking the entire time with your husband. Damn. 
Yeah, plot twist. Yikes. Page. Now, I told her I would be in my feelings because that means her husband's getting you and her off. Then he knows this dude ain't doing nothing. So we clowning you when we go home. Like, like yo. You ain't hitting on nothing. But why Literally. fake it, though? My thing is, why not be honest? See, that's where it gets ill. Like, yo, if you really not feeling it, why keep they going through the charade? You know what I'm exactly. saying? That's cruel. That's true, too. You know what I'm saying? That's torture. Do you well, feel not like him because he think he's knocking it out the box? Man. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but, if run, out, <laughs> you know but if the truth come out, it could be real ill. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the emotional part of this. Well, thing then we talk about. You know what I'm saying? Well, then I have a question for the ladies. Then, Uh-oh. when it comes to that, are you concerned of of messing his ego up by not telling him that he's not doing right? Oh no, I'm gonna tell you. We know you are. We you're cutthroat. We know you are. Right, right. I may punch you in the face afterwards, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask, ask Yaz because I feel like Yaz is gonna be a little more sentimental. You just cutthroat up that breeze. So I'm gonna ask Yaz. She worse than me. And ladies in the chat, please, please uh comment what you would do. I mean, I've been in a situation where he just he was trying to do too much. <laughs> And I had to reel him back in. See, that's valid. Uh, that's valid. That's yeah. valid. Um, that's valid. I mean, I I'm not gonna fake it. He would right. know up front. Like we wouldn't be having no threesome if he was trash with me. Like, yeah, but blink two times if he in the chat. Blink two times if he in the chat. He might be in the chat. Blink two times. Also, you know what? You know what's another thing that's messing stuff up to Yasmin. <laughs> Fellas, for those who protect, partake in watching porn, stop it. It's not It's not going to be the same yeah. as that hour-long video you watch. That hour-long session you watch is not about to happen. No, when, it's oh. not. Because you damn sure ain't about to last an hour. No. And who's out here? Who got time? I got stuff I got to get done. Like, But you know what? That also shows brief people be capping. Because you know good and well people be talking about if he ain't going... 45 to an hour, and he ready for two, three, four, five, six rounds, throw him away. Ma'am, I got a job. Right. I got to go to sleep. Like, I'm tired. Man. I'm already tired from work. <laughs> <I'm tired. laughs> hour. Listen, you better get back there, knock it down, and let's go. Okay? <laughs> or, or, or could this be a cultural thing? Could this just be black people are over I think we're overachievers. I think I I don't feel unless RG I could be wrong. I don't feel like I don't feel like no, the reason why I'm saying this, I don't know if there's like white people walking around talking about if this dude not going an hour, two or three, four, yeah. five rounds. Like I Sir what Brie, what Brie? Do you see the pornos? Do you see how they F like jackrabbits? I don't and think they're laughing. And then and then you find out how they edit that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yes, that too. But no, they still hump like jackrabbits. Like, and they be pink. Yes, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, no, we're not. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. I love this show. <laughs> we're not doing that. Nope. Nope. We're not doing that day. Not today. Oh, but sometimes I wonder that because of. We have a history of being over-sexualized as a people. I wonder, do we intend 
unintentionally bring that to the bedroom when it comes to us. Right. That's a lot I, of pressure. I think it's peer pressure. People not yeah. truly understanding the dynamics of sex, their health, and all that stuff. So they just pretty much go off the sensational stuff that they see versus actually the realistic. You know what I mean? I think it's more of just happen. You know what I mean? They just think that you're going to watch this video and do the same thing you see. And knowing you ain't did a push-up since you was in grade school. <laughs> yes. You ain't even got the stamina, dog. Stop playing. Or, or stop playing. Yeah. And it, it's funny because I forgot the NFL player who was talking about it a couple of years ago. But the question was asked of them, why is Uh-oh. there? Um, Last one. Oh, yes. Hello. Um, why is there so many athletes that have, like, so many kids? And yeah. he, he legit was like, bruh, we've been learning hip thrusters since we was in middle school and Pop Warner. We've been learning all these different ways to keep our stamina up. Of course, yeah. when it's time for us to get in the in the game, yeah, we we out to put it out because our body is built for that grind. Mm-hmm. But if you over here, oh, hey. that, that is great. That is definitely amazing. Well played, sir. I like that. <laughs> hip thrusting. Hip thrusting. <laughs> because when you think about it, if you a middle aged father of four and married and you're working an office job and you eating donuts every day and stuff and subs and tacos and all that crap you ain't how you gonna come home talking about baby i'm about to bust I'm, it down I'm, I'm about to bust it down she already know yeah you about to give me this quick 10 minutes and then you about to roll over and go to sleep you yeah no yeah. no um that's amazing that's really good conversation, guys. Wasn't expecting it. You Sorry. ain't even give no valid answers to your question. I did. You say somebody's life because somebody gonna get some handcuffs and get their ass whooped. So she saved somebody's <laughs> life. First of all, I do not beat men. Let's get that straight. Um I mean womp, womp, you keep womp, oh, so womp, I should be beating womp, men. Womp. I mean, like I said, if y'all would have been on our IG, oh, also this coming Friday. At 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, join us on Instagram. Um, you can either go to Newman underscore Junior underscore 2.0 or simply Bree for our After Dark TikTok, yes. where you definitely find out about the shenanigans that Bree is open to, which is, of course, beating on men With as a dom. <laughs> With an open hand. I didn't yeah. say that. Bree. That's not true. That's all That's not, that's not how you was acting? I, that's not. Show so, me the footage. This this woman this woman this woman this woman literally said, guys, that if she is able to smack and beat you, that she. I don't know what just happened. Just he just stopped Uh, talking. I don't know what happened. Oh, dirty! Oh my goodness, that's so dirty. So we're gonna go ahead and get ready to wrap up. But I did want to um, thank Yasmin for joining us this yes. evening. Um, you guys can follow Yasmin on IG at Yaz Edge. Um, she has her own business um, where she does editing. So if you have manuals, if you have a business plan, something that you need to have professionally looked over, reach out to Yasmin. Make sure you mention that you saw her on He Said What Network and... She'll get you hooked up. Um, RG, seeing how you are here, sir, we'll let you go ahead and give your own intro and outro so people know how to find you on social media, what it is that you do, and um, yeah, let the people know. <laughs> hey, this is RG, Mace Windu's life coach. Um, it's Star Wars joke. If you know, you know. 
Um, you can follow me on Instagram under our gains. I, I special shout out to the person who asked me for gas money and tried to come over my house. <laughs> I blocked you. We don't play that. Don't slide into my DM. Say hello. Keep it moving. Uh-huh. If you want to reach me, you can always reach you at the website, 40steelgamer.com. Me and my kids and my friends, we play video games. And we just try to bring the, the fun of video games to the masses. You also catch me on Mondays with my brother, one Mike, on Simply Sports, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, on this YouTube channel you see right here. And finally, co-hosting with my brother, Ezel Moon, on Moon Man Moves. Podcast available, episode 38. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day is now available anywhere you can get a podcast. Long story, you gotta listen to it. Other than that, mm, awesome. appreciate you bringing the best. Alex, you're the best, bro. Of appreciate course, y'all. it's always a pleasure having you on here. With yes, always um, Mr. Newman. Um, I'll let you go, and uh, that way you can tell the people all about Mr. Quiet Storm, how to find you on TikTok, uh, Coco Puff Master, all of that good stuff. So. Where did this quiet, where did the quiet storm come um, That's Kiki. I think it was, yeah, Kiki started at, um, you got the quiet when you were absent, I think. I don't know. Mr. Quiet Storm. That's actually, I actually like that nickname, Mr. Quiet Storm. Um, we can stick with that. So you guys know who can follow me. You can go on Instagram at Newman underscore Junior underscore 2.0. Um, you can also follow me on TikTok. Um, of course, you know my platform is based on creating a safe space for Black men and women. Um, uh, I, I actually don't really have much. No new products are coming up yet. Um, got some things in the work later on this year. Uh, but of course, looking forward to having you guys on here. Um, appreciate the support. That's one thing. I don't think I say enough to you guys. Appreciate the support. Um, definitely for those, make sure you share this video. Let your family know. Have them go subscribe. Um, to the show so we can keep it going. But um, other than that, I got nothing. Uh, this is your boy, Alan M. Newman Jr., a.k.a. Quiet Storm. Ooh, listen yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He is really <laughs> to the dark side, folks. He's really <laughs> to the dark side. I knew it. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> it's the girl Simply Bree. Um, you can find me across social media at underscore simply Bree underscore that's S-I-M-P-L-E-E-B-R-E-E. Um, thank you so much for those of you who have come back later on and downloaded this episode. If you are listening to us, we would love for you to join us next week for our last episode for the quarter. And then we will be taking a vacation for the month of August. So Make sure you guys come back, kick it with us. We're going to be chilling. We're going to be laughing, telling jokes, all of that good stuff. I appreciate each and every one of you guys, as always, to chat. Shout out to Kiki. Shout out to Erica. Shout out to Kim. Um, Nisha. Lucky. Thank you so much for tuning in, Erica. Um, Eugene, my brother. Thank you so much, Joanne. All of you great people. And, of course, RG for coming on with us. This was amazing. Um, I have, I've just been painting. I don't really have anything coming up. I've just been painting at, at some point I may start doing commission pieces, but right now it's just my therapy. I don't have any podcasts. If you have a podcast and you'd like for me to be a guest or any of my other teammates from the, he said what network be a guest on your show, just go ahead and hit us up. Um, info at he said what network.com. And, um, yeah, so I guess next week's topic that we, oh, shout out. 
I'm a bad mother. Oh. Shout Moses. out to Engineer Moses. He is on vacation right now. He will be returning um, to the network <laughs> the following quarter. So in September, Mr. <clears throat> uh, Mo will be up here. So shout out to him. I miss you. Um, and so next week, next week we will actually be talking about, which is our last episode, revealing too much while dating. Is it possible? Yes. yes. That's going to be is. a good conversation. That's going to be a good mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah, like so that. you guys don't want to miss it. This is going to be our last topic for mm-hmm. the month of July, but also for this quarter, as I stated, we will return um, in September. So during that time frame, you guys can check out all of our episodes on our YouTube channel. You can reach out to us. I'm sure we will go live on Instagram. So make sure that you are following us all on Instagram. And um, ooh, ooh, like, ooh. yes. Uh, sorry to cut you off for you. Also, for those are who you are really? Listening. No, I'm not. Um, also, for those that are listening, like if you have topics you would like to hear us talk about, yes. definitely um, message us. Let us know, um, so we can bring them up there. Um, yeah. We'll definitely like to have a lot of our brain. To person is Bree. Bree comes up with some amazing topics. Um, but yeah, if you guys see if you you see something on social media that you're like, hey, I think this would be a good topic to have on the show. Let us know. Yeah, uh, so we can definitely do that. So yeah, definitely. and that's all across the board. That's with all of our shows. That's with our sports show, um, our finance show, our spirituality show, and our relationship show. So um, definitely let us know and uh, make sure that you like like this episode right now. Like it right now. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and click the subscribe button because guess what? If you're still watching, we are 14 minutes over, and you're still mm-hmm. watching. Why haven't you just clicked the subscribe button? Also, ladies, for your homeboys, your brothers, your uncles, your dads, if you can get them to subscribe, they can enter to be able to take Brie out for dinner. I'm just saying. You know what, Alan? Just, just, just don't let them know about the whole wanting to beat on them and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, listen, yeah, I'm gonna beat on you at the end of the date. So just be prepared. <laughs> you gonna have to sign a liability waiver. <laughs> Whips no, and chains. I'm gonna beat that oh ass my. real good. See, you see how aggressive <laughs> that is. You see that, right? Yikes! Because I mean, hey, listen. Um, but yeah, no, definitely go ahead and subscribe. Valentine wants to say thank you guys so much for rocking hey, with Valentine. us tonight. Um, she appreciates you guys. You have taken enough time away from her. So um, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. But tune in on Sunday for P's Intuition. And um, we'll see what the stars have aligned for you guys. Until next week, we will catch you guys later. Bye. Hey guys, see you guys next Wednesday. Be great. And I love Thank the you for choir. supporting the He Said What Network. Please make sure that you are subscribing, clicking the notification bell, and making sure that you are tuned in each and every show as we continue to bring you nothing but the best content. Shows start on Sunday with Let's Connect with Peace Intuition, 11.30 a.m. until 12 p.m. Mondays, we have the Simply Sports Show with your host, RG, and one mic. Show starts 8 p.m. until 9.30 p.m. 
Tuesdays, you are in the Credit Lab podcast with your host, Ronnie Francois, starting at 6 p.m. And Wednesdays, the He Said What show with your host, Simply Bree and Alan M. Newman Jr. Show starts from 8 p.m. until 9 p.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. For more information, visit www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com. Join us as we bridge the gap in communication between Black men and women.